And that is why I want to speak on the topic being a soldier of Christ. Being a soldier of Christ. Especially in this time we are in. So long as we live, there are times and seasons. And this time we are in is strategic. Open your Bible to Second Timothy chapter 2. Second Timothy chapter 2, I will read 1 to 4. Second Timothy chapter 2, and I said that the topic I have today is being a soldier of Christ. You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses. Commit this to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Verse 3. You therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Number 4. No one engaged in warfare entangled himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Go down to five. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Now, a sort of a background. You know, Second Timothy is a, a, a letter an epistle Paul wrote to Timothy, whom he took as a son. And um, he wrote this letter from the prison. And you know, you don't expect a letter that is coming from a, a the prison to be an encouragement. But here, Paul was able to encourage Timothy, who he saw or seen as his son. And there's one thing he said to him. He reminded him of his spiritual heritage and reminded him of his responsibility. And he now said that anyone who perseveres as a soldier or as a minister of God will reap the reward. Now, when we gave our life to Jesus, I, I suppose I am speaking to children of God tonight. That is what I suppose. And if that is true, the day we decided to follow Jesus, the day we gave our life to Jesus and surrendered our life to Jesus, was the day we were enlisted as Christ's soldiers. It was the day we were co-opted. I mean, to serve in the army of the Lord. And then, you know, we, we are not co-opted just to relax and live a life. We are co-opted for a reason. To be soldiers of Christ. Not just to be soldiers, but to be faithful soldiers of Christ who must be trusted, who must be dependent upon to do something what is that thing? To do evangelism. 
to do evangelism. We explain this evangelism. You know, sometimes when we talk about evangelism, people will begin to see a, an organized outreach, you know, an organized program. Uh, let us go for evangelism, you know. We announce it to the church, the different churches are announcing the fellowship, and we organize it and come. Child of God, as a, as a soldier of Christ, we do evangelism every day. Whether planned or not. Do you know that as you eat, you are doing evangelism? As you are walking on the way, you are doing evangelism. You it wasn't a plan. And so we were enlisted to be trusted and to be, be dependent upon to do evangelism. And you know, the life of a soldier is a regimented life. Regimented in the sense that he is influenced and controlled by the person who enlisted him. In fact, a soldier is there to please his master. And that's why sometimes they call soldiers zombie. They only listen to the words of their leader or their commander. And so in our part, to be child of God, I mean to be a soldier of God, Christ means that we will have to live a regimented life in the Christ in the Christendom. It means sacrificing and giving our lives for the cost of the master. And what is the cost of the master? To go into the world, to preach the world, to go into the world, to reconcile men to God. That is the reason we are co-opted to be leader, I mean to be soldiers of Christ. Remember the topic, being a soldier of Christ. That being is in the doing. It's continuous. It's not just being. It is being. No, it is continuous. We must always be. And if we must always be, there are things expected of a faithful soldier. When a soldier is sent out on assignment, there is things expected from him. There are things expected of him. And I'll begin to tell it. Number one, as a soldier of Christ, number one thing that God expects from you is that there must be an encounter. Before you, you become a, a, a true soldier or a faithful soldier of Christ, you must have encountered Christ. Let me say this. There is difference between knowing God, I mean knowing Christ, and encountering Him. I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example can be seen, can be seen in the life of Paul. Do you know that when Paul was saw, he knew Christ? He knew Christ as those people that make noise. And that was why he was able diligently. If you read Acts chapter 8. You see that that Saul then was he was able he was, he was going from house to house. How did he know the house? So it was strategic. He was going from house to house, breaking them and, and persecuting them. So he knew Christ, but he did not have an encounter with Christ. And that is it. The, the, so many Christians who who claim the world claim to be Christians know Christ. They have not encountered him. When you encounter Christ, you have experienced him. When you encounter something, 
your life can never be the same. And that was why in Acts of Apostles chapter 9, when he encountered Christ, the Bible said, as he was going as usual, on his way to the Maxpos, he encountered Christ. And that brought about the words, a change in his life. So, as a soldier of Christ, you must encounter who? Christ. Because you cannot be a soldier or be co-opted into the lost army and you don't know him or have encountered him. If you have not encountered Christ, then what are you going to do as a soldier? How can you be trusted? How can you be depended upon? That's the one thing. You must have encountered Christ. You must have experienced him. You know, those days when we go to school, they tell you, you, you pass through school and what? School will do what? Pass through you. Like some people just pass through school. School did not pass through them. So you must pass through Christ and Christ must have all passed through you. Then you must have become someone who has nearly said. That's number one. Number two. What are the things expected? Number two. You must know the scripture. A true soldier of Christ, to be a soldier of Christ, you must know the scripture. The Bible says, Jesus, you know, when he was talking with the Pharisees, Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. 22, verse 29. He said to them, Do you know the reason why you err? You people err because you do not know the Bible. Because you do not know the word of God. Colossians chapter. So we're trying to talk about three verses. The Bible says, let the word of God dwell richly, richly in you. Let the word of God dwell richly in you. If you must be a true soldier of Christ, then you must know the scripture. If you don't know the scripture, let me tell you, we are in the age and era of knowledge. We are in the era of knowledge. Era of knowledge that people are now, there are people who are very smart and intelligent. They will take the Bible back to back and quote it and even prove you. But they, they don't speak the truth. They will not preach the truth. But they can, you know, beat you hands down with the scriptures. Jesus did it. I mean, Satan did it to Jesus. But because Jesus knew the scripture. He was able to say, when he put them, devil will put Jesus said, and he said to Jesus, uh, John, uh, it is written, the, the Lord shall give his angels charge over you. And that is what, if you don't know, I once encountered a man who he knew, he knew, he knew the scripture. He was a philosopher, and he thinks, I engaged him and come and see how this guy, any part of the scripture, he will put it, he will tell if you go this right there. But the point is that he is using it to cover, to manipulate his evil. I mean, he is using it to now to say heresy. Because what we have now, so many people are into heretical teaching. And it is only the children of God who know the scripture. And that's why we need to sit down. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2 verse 15, study to show yourself what? Approved. A woke man who knows his, knows his word, dividing the word of God 
mighty. Then today we'll find it difficult even to read the scriptures. And it is not you, it is the devil that is doing it. So, as a true soldier of Christ, you must know the scripture. All reverend is not knowing the word of God. All reverend, we have many of them. The Bible says we shall know the truth. And the truth, it is only the truth that can set us free. If you listen to some of them, you will see that they have nothing, only philosophy. And the Bible says in Colossians, don't allow anybody to deceive you with doctrinal and philosophical teaching. So, as a child of God, to be a true soldier of Christ, in this time we are in, in this time of revolution, if you enter Facebook, say one thing, someone will come this way, use the scripture and back it up. If you are not standing, you will believe If you don't know the scripture, you will believe the person. Because they will use the word of God to cover their sin and tell them it's evil, it's evil what? Written in the scripture. So we must know the scripture. That's why the Bible says, like I said in Matthew 22 verse 29, Jesus said, you err because you don't know the scripture. That's number two. Number three, as a soldier of Christ, what is expected of you? It is expected of you that you continually, you will pray continually and fervently. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. The Bible says men should ought, always ought to pray and not what? Friends. Luke chapter 18 verse 1. Then if you read Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. Colossians chapter 4 verse 2. If you're there, I want to see that place. Okay, yes. Continue in prayer and watch in the same with what? Continue in prayer. Like I said, what is happening now? When I see, you know, when you see prayer answered, you get happy. Yes, sir. When you see, I will pray it and say, Father, let there be revolution. Positive one. We may not carry God, but it is more than carrying God. Put everything to a standstill. Let there be change for good. And the Bible says, we must always pray. Children of God, as a soldier of Christ, if there is any time we should pray more, it is now. Why now? Because souls are perishing. Two, because many people, many people are now relaxing. Three, because the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ is evident. We need to pray. Because if we relax, we will get into what we call complacency. And we relax. Nothing is happening, nothing like that. And we keep on. The Bible says, when in the time of Noah, then we are drinking, marrying, you know, doing all activities. Activities, I, 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 I put it as activities. But spiritually, they were dead. And sorry to say it, it is now what has come into the church. If you come to church now, it is more of activities. Sorry to say it, but it's true. It's only those who are in the spirit that will say, No! Enough of this activity. Let there be revival. Let there be revival. I think it is not bad. But when you overdo it, and that is why we need to pray, pray as soldiers of Christ, it is necessary. That's number three. Number four. 
Number four, what is expected of you as a soldier of Christ in a land like this? Make holiness your watchword. Make holiness your watchword. Might you get much the festival teacher of the six verse eleven? Let's see what the Bible. I want to read some scriptures here. It will help us. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 11. Yes, it says, But thou, O man of God, eh, flee these days. You know, if you now read down, if you go up, maybe verse 10 or verse 9, you will see what he listed. Can you go to 9? Go to 9. Let's look at 9. Verse 9. Verse 9. He says, But they, but, but they that will be rich fall into temptation. And a snare, and into very foolish and hurtful mocks, which drown men in what destruction and perdition. Okay, go down. Verse ten. I says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. What we are expressing now, not that money is evil, but the love of it, which why some converted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now. He now came to verse, verse 11 to now say, Bethar, oh man of God. So he addressed an issue. And he came and said, But now, oh man of God, oh, thank God. I still believe that there are people who are still standing with God. And I believe that person is you. And I believe you are among them. Among them. He said, but, oh, that, that, but thou, oh man of God, flee these things. And follow what? After righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and meekness. I want to take and follow after righteousness. That was number four. Making holiness your watchword. Making righteousness. Let me tell you something. You know, in our dispensation, in this era now, when you play, you want to play you are a righteous man or a holy, you begin to laugh at you. They laugh at you as someone. Are you are you sure you are you are normal? That is the state or the stage we have degenerated. They look at you and say, hey, look at this one. What are you trying to claim? This thing you are trying to claim. We have been there. Because Christians are soldiers of Christ, righteousness is the is the fact should be your character. The Bible is just God, God is holy, and anyone who must what serve him must what be holy. Must that's the word the Bible uses. Must be holy. So, as a soldier of Christ, holiness must be your watchword. Anything you, you are doing, you should always ensure that this is pleasing God. Be conscious of God. I'm sure this pleases God. I'm sure God is happy with me as a soldier of Christ. Okay, get first Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 7. You see what the Bible says again. Yes, it says, For God hath not called us unto what? Uncleanness into but unto what? Righteousness. Children of God, we have been called unto holiness. That is what we are called. So we should be happy. So Jesus brought us out of darkness into righteousness. He brought us out of iniquity into righteousness. And we must, that should be our base. 
That should be a grace. Because as soldiers of Christ, we must carry out the cause of our master. And the cause of our master is that we should be holy. That holiness must be our watchword. In your doing, remember, as they were doing things, anything you do, be conscious of God. Even in your business, even in your family. What if I'm doing this and Jesus comes and says, Yeah. Or you begin to say, What would Jesus say in this kind of way? If you want to do anything, what would Jesus say? If you want to lie, <laughs> you say, What would Jesus, if it were Jesus, would they have lied? Or you want to do one thing, one day, thing, or the other? You begin to say, If it were Jesus, would they do this? So, holiness should be a watchword. Okay, get Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Being a soldier of rats. Not just a soldier. They have a state. Follow peace with all men and what? Holiness. Without what? Without which no man shall see. That Bible says it is not me. Because God is holy. The Bible says that God cannot behold iniquity. That was why he could not look at Jesus when Jesus was on the cross. Because he was carrying the sins of all men. He couldn't look at him. And Jesus, and God, he saw, he cried. But after, God. So if God could, you know, remove his eyes from his son because of sin, what about you? Holiness. That's what I'm saying. Holiness. Should be our word for Jesus, the standard of God, standard what? Sure. You may change. Jesus cannot change. He is immutable. Jesus is same yesterday, today, and forever. Ah, now nah, let me try the other way. Now I have been doing this thing. Let me do the other way. That is the will of man. God can never change. Read through the Bible. His pattern has been established. And not he cannot because of you change. That's why sometimes people will use that language. God will understand now. He will not understand anything. He will not understand anything. Because he has a standard. You know, sometimes you see people who are principled. When they want to adhere to that principle, they begin to say, ah, this man is rigid. You know, that's the word we use. This man is hard. But he's a principled man. God is a principled man. So as a soldier of Christ, when you must be principled, be holy in what you do. Anything that will define you, run away from it. Joseph did not wait for Potiphar's wife to tell him wait. He ran. Did he run? Did he run? Did he run? No, he fled though. Okay. Yes, he just fled from that place. The only thing the woman could get was what? His clothes. I have to imagine the clothes. But let me run for my life. That's number four. Number five. As being a soldier of Christ, we are expected to preach the word. Can somebody say preach the word? Preach the word. Say it again. Preach the word. Let's go to, to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. <laughs> Paul put it right. He put it right. Very well there. Look at it. Look at it. He said, I charge. I want you to mark that word, charge. 
I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge? I want you to record it. Who shall judge? He was charging his son as he charged us today. He said, I charge you, who shall judge the quick and the dead as his appearing and his kingdom, which means he's coming again. Okay, go forward. Okay, you know what Preach the word. Preach the word. I am particular about the definite article. Paul said, preach the word. He didn't tell him, preach word. Why? The word means, who is the word? Jesus Christ. So what Paul was saying is, preach Christ. Which means, many people preach other things. Preach Christ, crucified. Why I, I must emphasize on this is because some preachers and some children of God will come to the scripture and take just a sentence from the scripture out of the context and begin to say, hey, prosperity, prosperity, you do this, you do that. They don't balance things. Bible tells us in first or second third John that you may prosper even as your soul was prospered, balance. But some people will believe that say, as preaching prosperity as if it was the reason, the only reason Jesus came. Jesus came that we may have life, which includes prosperity. But sometimes we, are, we just highlight it and begin to talk about this. Now, the person preach the word. As a soldier of Christ, we must. It belongs on us to preach it. Preach it in your family as a father. Preach it in your family as a mother. Preach it as a young person. Preach it among your folks. Preach it, preach it everywhere. He says, be instant in season and out of season. In other words, preach it everywhere. In season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhaust. In my own translation, it says, convince. When you preach the word of God, you are convincing. When you preach the word of God, you are rebuking. When people do that, you know, the word of God is rebuking people of their, their sinful sin characters. Rebook them. You, you exhort, encourage them. Hey, do this. You are down in the spirit. Come on. Encourage them with all love suffering and what? And doctrine. Preach the word as a child of God. Continue, my brother. There are things I want to say. Okay, continue. It says, for the time will come. And that is the time now we are. He says, for the time will come when we will not endure what? Sound doctrine. But afterwards, their own loss shall they heap to themselves teachers. Having what? Eating ear. Continue. Having eating. Having eating. Okay. My daughter said, having eating ear. And they shall turn away their ears. From where? From the truth. From the truth. I love the word. From any time you see truth in the scripture, you must see them. The definite article. Talking about who? Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and what? And the life. He says, From it is from the truth and shall be done unto all famous stories. Continue. Continue, my brother. He now says, But watch that. You know, each time you will say you will come down because he knows he's talking to his son. But, but watch thou in all 
things, enjoy afflictions, and do the work of an evangelist, making full proof of their nation. Children of God, we are in a generation that we want you to preach what they want to hear. And that's why sometimes you preach in the church or you preach everywhere, you say, This man acts every day, you preach in this type of way. All we want is that one that is telling us we shall be this, we shall be the other one, we shall do, we shall all this. Every time you talk about righteousness, you talk about holiness, you talk about repentance, I say, This one, Nubia. But I am particular about the truth. What you should know as a soldier of Christ, when you hear the word of God, is their truth. Because we are in a time where there are heresies, false teachings, and they are now full everywhere. Jesus warned us. He said, Time will go. Time will go. When false teachers will come to deceive, they are still many. They still many with their good oratory. With their good Polish English. You know, speaking English is not the word. You speak beautiful English. Ah, people, yeah, oh, that's a wonderful preaching. That is not it. In the preaching in that Polish English, is that the truth? And the word of God said, preach the word. And that is what you should. As a soldier of Christ, we should do it. Preach it in season and out of season. Meaning, whether it is favorable to you or not. You must preach it as a father, as a mother, as anyone you are, anywhere you are, you should preach it. That's why I said it is not always to be an organized outreach. Everywhere, even as you're eating. Last week I traveled to the village. My uncle, one of my uncles died. We saw one morning. There's one morning I'm here. Because there's so I'm going to go to school and I'm going to and that is where I preach Christ to them. Hallelujah. And they are weary. They are like, once you they are weary. You know, you see, I just said, you get to the table. However, they are tired. You know that man now? No man, no man. Yeah. They know what they are doing. They say to me, hey, reverend. Reverend, reverend. They are going to say that in there. So I look at them, I smile. You know, so I say, oh, no. This is not the type of nagosy. You might get nagosy. Everyone can nagosy. What's here? They said that. They knew. Have you been? I felt. I don't okay. know. That was it. How much was that? Was it here? Do you know what the implication is? So am I causing Kai Kai to bless them to do what? Hallelujah. Preach the word. Preach the word. You know, they know, they are doing all those things, even in your, everywhere you are. They, somebody did something there. Somebody, I said, somebody said, now I don't know, 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 they said, eh, oh, eh, I come and I say, okay, before I say, let me, if you go there, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, so whoever you are, people know you. Wherever you are, they know you. That is why if you're standing for Christ, as a son of Christ, you must declare your stand. Whether it's a very or not, declare it wherever. And anywhere I am, they see me, they know that. It is not that I'll condemn them. I don't condemn them. I follow them to do some certain things. 
But when they want to do that, they are nonsense. I tell them, no, I don't belong here. And it's happening for me to preach to them. Because you can't be light and light. Is somebody here with me? You can't be light and light. You can only be light and red. Darkness. Hallelujah. Amen. Preach the word, number six. Number sixteen, as being a child of God, as a soldier of Christ, fight the good fight of faith. First Timothy chapter six, verse twelve. My brother, get it. First Timothy, verse six, verse twelve. Fight the good fight of faith. He says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on what eternal life. Whereunto thou art also called, and hast professed a good profession before many witnesses. Fighting the good fight of God is not carrying on. Wherever you see the, the, the word of God or the gospel being displayed, you fight. How do you fight? You, you speak up. You don't keep quiet. In your journey, be quiet. Then you are your job. When you speak in, when you speak out, that is fighting with the good fight. With this, I'm not going where you speak out. And say, we, there are many witnesses. We ask many witnesses. Jesus spoke out when he was here. They carried him to Pontius Pilate. You read it down. You see where he, he said that Jesus, even during his time, spoke, fought the good fight. Now, after he now said, I have fought the good fight, I have kept the faith. What awaits me is the crown Child of God. As a soldier of Christ, you must fight a good fight. You must fight a good fight, whether you like it or not. Not when I mean, as sure that what is happening now is that people are now disdaining. You know, they begin to insult pastors, they begin to insult churches, people give quiet. It's not me. It is the devil's trick. Because they will start from that, they'll come down to you, they'll begin to in your faith. Mm. We are the faith of the fathers. I cannot be in a generation and keep quiet when those sorts things are happening. When I see opportunity, I talk. You don't keep quiet. You don't say, eh, it, it is, it is, this, they are talking about this church. Mm. Let me tell you, heaven, there's no church. Yes, there is no church in heaven. It's Christ. Devil is practical. Cunning. And as soldiers of Christ, we must stand out to defend the gospel. If it requires our blood to do this, we should do it. Because Jesus died for us to have my person. If I die, he's dead. If I live, he's also dead. Whichever way, it is what? Dead. Hallelujah. The last one. The last one. Be what is expected of you is to wear the armor of God. Always. Ephesians chapter 6. Are you wearing the armor of God? What are the armor of God? Ephesians enlisted it. Okay. Listed it. Can you, are you there? Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Are you there? Just verse verse 1. Let's see. What is there? Okay. Go to 12. Go to 12. Verse 12. Go to verse 12. Let's see what's the armor of God. Say for we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood. Blah blah blah. Okay, continue. Continue. 
Continue. Okay. We are for your two. Uh huh. Continue. Continue. Thirteen. Stand therefore, having what your noise, eh? Grant about what with what truth. Amen. You know, see the, the armor of God. One, the truth, the truth, which is the word of God, and having on the the breastplate of what righteousness. The breastplate, you know, the breastplate. You know, there's no drawing here for you to see. So much watch on this legend. You, you see, they will wear their breastplate. What are they wearing that is? Because there will be what arrows that will come. What does the breastplate cover? The heart. Isn't it? Okay. Now, which is the righteousness is your breastplate. So you are looking at the hour of God we should wear is number one, the truth. And what is the truth? The word of God. Then the second one is what? The breastplate, which is what? Righteousness. Go down, my brother. Then, and your feet should with the preparation of the gospel of peace. The gospel. The good news. That's what we are preaching. The good news. Okay, continue. And it says, and above all, taking the shield of faith. Shield, you know what is shield? You use it to defend your faith. And that is what therefore is attacking. When he disbands your faith, you are gone because you will be naked. There is nothing to you know, throw away the, the arrow that is coming, the dart of devil that is coming, you use the, 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 the shield of faith, throw it away. Once you remove your faith, you are naked. It comes in tears at you. And therewith, you should be able to quench all the fearing darts of the world. The wicked. Good my brother. We are running off. Now, and take the helmet of salvation. Helmet of salvation. Ooh, ooh. Salvation. Are you saved? You can't be, you know, corrupted if you are not saved. <laughs> because that is where you are covered. And again, and the sword of the spirit, gosh, the sword, the word of God. You see, this, this, the, the, the word of God is a double-edged word, sword, piercing. You will be a problem for the word of God. With hammer, eh? And it will be The Bible says, if you read it, it says, it pierces into the innermost part of what? Body. You know, you are trying to defend yourself. Ah, no, this way I am okay. The other way, no, I can't take it. The word of God must be That's the word of God. And the soul of the spirit, which is the word. Of God. Go down, my brother. Then it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, and watching therefore with all perseverance and what? Supplication for all sins. Continue. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of God's opinion on a breeze. See, pray for me that I may open my mouth to speak the mystery of the gospel. And we are in our comfortability. We cannot pray and say, God, may I go out and speak the mystery of the gospel. 
God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. These are the armor of God. Let us wear it. I have listen, what is the expression of you as a soldier of Christ? Being a soldier. The time we must stand up to be soldiers of Christ is now. It's now or never. Why is, why is it now? Because now is strategy. Let me tell you. COVID-19 is or was one of the strategies to wake us up for revival. Children of God, there is a revival that is coming that will turn our world around. That revival is coming. And God is looking for men that will be agents of revival. Agents of revival in all ramifications. As they go out, you see, you see Christ. As they talk, you see Christ. In their family, you see, you see a picture of Christ. In their business, you see Christ. Revival everywhere. And that was why God just knew and tell you, I can show the world. It's a blessing. Up till now, we had a retreat the other day. We connected. The, the retreat we had, we stayed here in Elu. We connected almost 100 countries. Before COVID-19, it was not like that. Everybody wants to travel to go to that conference. But we are here and we, we are connected. And you tell me it's not God. I tell you it's not God. There is a revival. Every, every disappointment is a blessing. God has blessed us with COVID-19. And we are not going back with it, going back again to it. And God is helping us. And he's telling us that he's coming. Is the reason for this revival is to spoil us. Let me tell you this, and I end. If you go to the scriptures, when the disciples of Jesus Christ were, we are last, what did Jesus do? What did God do? He caused a persecution. You know, he told them, and you shall be my, in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, and you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in where? In Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. He received all the power. Relax, and then enjoy the good. God saw that this man, they are enjoying themselves. Chapter 6, a new problem. They solved it. Chapter 7, a woe city. Persecution. Philip water or Ethiopia. The other person, water, that was how that was how the gospel got to Africa. Had they been there were there in Jerusalem, you wouldn't have gotten here. So in every persecution, there is a blessing. So that's why I say this time is strategic. What is happening now? God is causing an eruption. Eruption that will change and shape. Why is he causing it? For his coming. Because he is imminent. He is coming very soon. He is causing it so that there will be a revival that people will hear the word of God and repent. And it is you and I that will be the agent of revival. It is not just standing here to preach. It is your life. It is my life. Because if people see Christ in you, what else? What other preaching do you need? If they see you do business and they see Christ in you, what else? 
If they, you walk on the person, there is no one. This man is different. This woman is different. You know, people will begin to get. They don't need to hear the word of God. They will see you. You know, Paul said, we are the aroma, the fragrance of Christ. This one was not. If whoosh, 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 surely Christ. You know that was him and about perfume. When you pass, people will know you pass. As a Christian, when you pass, people should know you pass. The fragrance of Christ should go. That people should know that a Christian has passed. A soldier of Christ has passed. Not when you go, the aroma of death. On Sunday. And the worst part of it is that we have so many pretenders amongst Christians. Hypocrites. Hypocrites. They tie the Bible from the church and sit in the church. You thought the devil had you, you think the children are going to happen. They are not there. Children of God, I will not keep on talking. What you are saying is being a soldier of Christ. That's what God demands of us. This time, we are saying it. And we shall be allowed to see. I am blessed. You are blessed that we are allowed to see this. In our own time, Esther did her own. She did not keep quiet. Joseph did her own in her own time. They did their own, they have gone, and we are reading them. This is our own time. Let us do our own. As soldiers of Christ, to be what is supposed to be. Let us go. Ancient world, ever true, changing me.
carrying your cause, fulfilling your cause, to pray, please you. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your word. Whenever you call, there is a reason. There is a reason you have brought this word to us. Perhaps to prepare us, to make us alive. Father, may this word not go out in vain. May this word be a blessing. May this word spur us, challenge us to labor for you. To labor. To be true soldiers of Christ. And not just be pretenders. I refuse and we refuse to be pretenders. May we be true Christians. Because if we become true Christians, people will not need to preach. They will begin to see Christ walking on the way. They will begin to see Christ everywhere. Thank you for tonight. Is anyone here, oh Lord, that is still having this heart? I pray that your word will go forth to dismantle every hardened heart. Let your word be refreshed. Holy Spirit, take over. Is there anyone who has not given his life or her life to you? Father, take over. Nobody preached to Paul. But when you came, you did encounter this change came. May that person experience you just like Paul. That is my prayer. And Father, in this time that is strategic, help us to rise up to do the needful, to prepare for your coming. Thank you. For in Jesus' name, we are praying.